good afternoon and welcome to Your DIY Health here on the Eurofolk Radio Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It is Monday, February 7th, 2022, and uh, still in the land of Covidiacy. Talking, you know, here's sabers rattling about war with Russia and good grief, all the other craziness that's going on because of these morons in D.C. But, uh, We'll just have to take it one day at a time. Hope you're getting ready. <laughs> uh, stock up. Be ready to hunker down because no telling what these boneheads are going to pull up on us. Anyway, um, been a, hope everybody had a good weekend. Uh, I had fun. I got to play with my tractor. <laughs> got my truck stuck in my own driveway. <laughs> All kinds of fun stuff. It's a beautiful winter day here in sunny Ohio. Um uh, yeah, we got uh, all the snow has come, and now it's just all cleared up, and everybody's just enjoying the prettiness of it. But uh, Friday and Saturday is kind of messy. But anyway, got a chance to do that kind of stuff, and low temperatures. Now we're up in the 30s, so we may see some of this stuff start to melt off. But uh, I'm just sort of killing time, hoping John and Kathy are going to be here today. I haven't heard otherwise. And, um, you know, I will say um, on my Telegram channel, there is a uh, link to a new video by Andrew Kaufman called Terrain. And um, I watched part of it last night. The whole video link they've got on here right now is like four hours long because there's a whole bunch of buildup beforehand, and then there's an introduction by David uh, Icke, and then the actual video, and I guess there's more stuff at the end. I kind of fell asleep towards the end last night because it was, it was about 2 in the morning by then. Um, but we're, I'm going to play some clips from it today if I get a chance, uh, depending on how things go with John and Kathy. Um, but it is a very, very good movie and does a super job of um, dispelling all the myths of everything that's going on, not just with COVID, but with um, the entire uh, germ theory in general. And uh, basically it talks about the alternative to the germ theory, which is the terrain theory, which makes a whole lot more sense. And uh, it's your surroundings, your, your actual body environment, uh, the biome, so to speak. And uh, very, very good. Uh, they've got bunches of experts uh, talking about different things, um, everything from the injections to face diapers and everything in between. But um, they had a first... Uh, showing of it Saturday night and I had my everything was all ready to go and I totally forgot about it something was came up and I just forgot about it until about midnight and oh crap but last night I tracked down the link to it and I put it on the telegram channel so you can go there and watch it and if you want to avoid all the or miss all the the preliminary stuff you can just uh, scroll through it until you get to the point where David Icke gives his uh, in in introduction. It's actually pretty good, and it's probably maybe 10, 15 minutes long at the most, and then it gets right into the video. Um, but I'm going to watch it again this evening probably uh, with a little clearer mind. <laughs> but um, it's, uh, it's a very good video. And also last week... I came across a um, PDF book, a free book um, by, I think it's Andrew Kaufman. No, Tom Cowan. Uh, let me see if I can find it here real quick. I want to make sure I give you the right information. Um, I think it's Tom Cowan and um, 
uh, b -b 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 Sally Fallon of the Weston A. Price Foundation. <clears throat> but it's a free download, and I have it uh, on my Telegram channel. you got to scroll up a ways to find it. However, um, if I have time during the show, I will try and repost it so it's uh, closer to the... Um, Oh, goodness, I haven't put it on this one yet. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I'll repost it so it's closer to the bottom of the, the feed, the current time, and that way uh, you can download the thing. But it is, I've read the first, oh, 40 or 50 pages of it, and it is excellent. Again, shoots down the um, uh, germ theory the fact or the uh, assumption that this thing is caused by a so-called virus and really does an excellent job of explaining how um, radio frequency uh, energy is a major part of this thing. Maybe not the whole thing, but is a big part of it. Uh, and I encourage people, you know, especially since it's free, <laughs> download that puppy and read it because it is really good. And it will give you a whole new outlook on this entire thing. Of course, it will really piss you off at the same time because you'll realize that this entire deal has been one huge, well, we already know it's a huge fraud, but now we know why and how. And of course, of course Fauci is wrapped up in all of it and uh, just going to be a real, you know, it, it's an eye-opener to say the least. But um, those two things are really, really um, the, the things I've played with over the weekend, I guess you could say. And uh, just great information. Just things that, you know, that you can share with people, too, if you got an unbeliever. Uh, especially the videos. And um, they have a, uh, an early release deal. There's going to be two parts of this. Uh, the train, uh, the, the next one will be next uh, Saturday, the 12th. I think it's... Um, 6.30 or 7 o'clock in the evening uh, Eastern Time. And uh, you can watch it free. Um, if you go to Andrew Kaufman's website, uh, or I think you can just go, uh, if, I can, if I get the chance, I'll try and post the information on it, where you can go to watch the initial one. But there's also a deal where for $23, you can um, get unlimited viewings and digital downloads of it. And it's in 4K. So um, I did that, and, but those won't be available, I think, until after the 1st of March. They're doing some post-production work on it. This was kind of a, an early release, rough draft kind of thing, but it was very, very good. And uh, I thought about uh, screen-saving it, but um, as long as the thing was, it would take up about 50 or 60 gigabytes, and I didn't want to do that. Uh, just wait until I can download it uh, as part of my package price. But... Um, I did capture some of the audio from it, and if we get a chance, we'll listen to some of that today. Um, Antoine Beauchamp. Uh, the thing popped up, and then it just cleared off of me. I just want to see what that said. Do, 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 do. Um, Antoine Beauchamp, MD, PhD. Writings are excellent. Uh, there's a book that I read a few decades back that compared Beauchamp and Pasteur. Well, I hope it, I hope they were opposing one another <laughs> because Pasteur was a huge absolutely. fraud. What's that? No, no, absolutely. That's the whole point of the two of the Good. book. <laughs> That's what I thought. And, yeah, because Pasteur stole and altered from Antoine, and yeah. So, yeah. but you can also find um, writings by Beauchamp. Yeah, I remember that from, from other. 
Yeah. When I was uh, when I was teaching uh, science at my church's Christian school, his name came up, but wasn't very heavily. But uh, thanks for that. Uh, and that's one of the things they cover early on in the um, uh, contagion myth. Is there's John and Kathy. Come on, it's some hey, point. happy Monday. Yeah, happy hey. Monday to you too. Yeah, how's things going? Really good. I don't know if you've noticed the headlines. I was going over headlines here. I was reading them to Kathy real fast off Citizen Free Press. Uh-uh. What's up? Um, they took a bunch of the students in Chicago high schools, mm-hmm. and they all the ones that didn't have any masks on, and they told them you have to either put the mask on or leave. So they all left. Good for them. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm waiting for you know parents to finally get their heads out of their backside and say, "Screw you, people! We're gonna start homeschooling." <laughs> you know, oh the, exactly. The public fool system is is just another failed government program that needs to be shut down. And well, it hasn't failed at all, Jim. It's doing exactly well. What it's yeah, you know, officially. <laughs> the the uh, the the outward stated purpose it's a huge failure. The real purpose it's a huge success, of course. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, parents, no matter how you look at it, parents shouldn't be putting their kids in those concentration camps. Holy moly. Is the ice cream truck here? I don't know what that is. Uh, Rumble, Rumble just offered Joe Rogan $100 million contract with uh, no censorship guarantee. Wow. Boy. <laughs> I'll take that. People's Convoy in New Zealand uh, says, screw the Wicked Witch. You know, that gal down there is Oh, she's a nut job. (laughs) Yeah, she's really something, though. Um, Some funeral uh, industry uh, guy is is speaking out. He's a whistleblower. I don't know what that's about, but... uh, it, there's there's a bunch of embalmers who have come forward saying that they're pulling all kinds of, like, rubber bands out of people's veins that have been injected and then died. Uh, yeah. Some wild stuff. Stu Peters had that on with uh, uh, Jane Ruby here a couple, okay. about a week and a half ago. Yeah, the, the clots don't let them put the embalming fluid through. Yeah, they just plug them up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you got to be kidding and that's the uh, thing, you're pulling out like it starts out like a regular clot and then it turns into some white stretchy stuff that they've never seen before. <laughs> and it's like really? Yeah. It's that's they got pictures of it on the uh on Ruby's uh thing when they had the guy on. And oh. I'll tell you what, it's some pretty disgusting stuff. But well, I don't see it. Yeah, it's uh it's pretty Remember that movie The Blob? I posted a link to it on my Telegram channel. Um but it's it's back a ways. If I can find it, I'll try and send it to you. But um, uh, also, I was just telling everybody about a new video coming out that Andrew Kaufman and company put together called Terrain. They had a early showing of it Saturday evening, and uh, I've got a link on the Telegram channel right at the bottom, um, so you can find it real easy. That um, you can you, you can go there and watch it. They're offering for twenty three bucks. You can get, uh, you know, ultimate, you know, complete uh, watching anytime you want, plus digital downloads in four K. So, but those won't be available to after like March first when they get done with all the post production stuff. But they had an early thing Saturday, and they're having uh, another part, part two of it uh, this coming Saturday, the twelfth. Um, and their big lead up to it, David Ike gave a a preview or an introduction to it and a bunch of stuff. But uh, what I saw of it was really, really good. And um, 
And then there's also a free PDF that I came across called The Contagion Myth. And it was Sally Fallon from Weston A. Price, and I think it was Thomas Cowan, uh, if I remember right. It was either Tom Cowan or, or um, uh, no, shoot, <laughs> I can't remember the other one, possibility. Hey, but listen, uh, really, really, really good book, Dispels the Germ Theory and uh, All the Fraud of Pasture and stuff. Um, really, really good book. Well, Chuck has been pushing that stuff for a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's good. All this stuff is coming out. I mean, that's great. Mm -hmm. There's another one. uh, I don't know if you've talked about it. Dinesh D'Souza has a a new documentary. It's called 2000 Mules. No, I haven't heard about that one. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, we got to watch that. They're using the New World Order stuff against them. Oh, that's always good. They track and have video of 2,000 different people stuffing all of the ballots in a specific area. They track, they got complete tracking video of them doing it. People taking pictures of themselves to document that they actually put the ballots in. Oh, geez. <laughs> and, um, taking uh, pictures of the ballots because they get paid $10 a ballot to, uh, you know, oh. stuff so it's coming to backfire them. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. have proof. <laughs> they took it themselves. <laughs> oh, man. Well, good old so Dinesh. Be sure to look for that. Uh, I that's going to be in theaters, movie theaters. Oh, yeah. That's well, it's cool. Out now, too, uh, you get it for a couple bucks or something. Well, I you know, that's, that's know something. I haven't seen it yet. Back in uh, back in the 80s, I think it was, or maybe early 90s, uh, Jim and Kenneth Collier did a book called Vote Scam. And they actually found some, uh, I don't know how they found it. They heard about it and they snuck into this. It was a concrete bunker in the middle, middle of the Everglades in, Glades in Florida and with a hidden camera and saw la- rows and rows and rows of tables filled with women from the League of Women Voters punching holes in ballot cards from an election, changing all the ballots. Wow. They got video of it, they published a book, and nothing happened. <laughs> uh, I think those days are over. Yeah, and then they went on to do the uh, the moon video, uh, of, was it only a paper moon, showing that that was a huge fraud. And between the two of those things, it got one of them killed, and the other ones here has died several years after that. I met him, and we had him at one of our survival shows years ago. I think it was Jim Collier that we had with us. Ken was dead. But uh, anyway, oh, by the way, I just dropped the uh, PDF of that book into your uh, chat uh, on uh, Skype. Great. So, anywho, um, and I just also reloaded it to the Telegram channel, so it and the uh, link to um, Terrain are at the very bottom posts on Telegram, so anybody that uh, wants those from the board is welcome to go there and, and grab them. Um, but uh, that book is an excellent read. I've gone about 40 or 50 pages so far, and it is mind-blowing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It shoots uh, the Pat Pasteur and his germ theory down the tubes big time and proves it was a huge fraud. No one's ever made anybody sick by taking crap out of a sick person and put it into a healthy person, ever. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. And they, they've got all the documentation. They've got all the stories, the whole shoot match. It's, it's a good book. Um, and what is the name of that again? It's called The Contagion Myth. Okay. And it's Thomas Cowan and Sally Fallon. 
and uh, both of them are on the uh, terrain video as well do a great job <laughs> it's just been a good information weekend and the truckers up in uh, ottawa are having fun yeah they're sitting there blowing their horns constantly and kids jumping around in bouncy houses and having a good time and city council's freaking out they're People trying to figure out, out what to do they're <laughs> feeding the homeless they're picking up trash yeah, yeah a bunch of rebels huh? yeah you know making it a better place than it was you know if they could just run all the politicians out of town it would be perfect <laughs> yeah but on the other hand you have to do saying that uh, we're taking license plates and we're taking your financial information mm -hmm. and we're coming after all of the protesters. Yeah. Here's the, they can, they won't let us sleep. They won't let us do our work. We can't do this. We can't do that. We, you know, in other words, we're, we're, we're stalled. It's, it's screwing the country. We never do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, it is. Well, they're stealing all the fuel. Yep. The cops are going in and, and stealing it. I don't know why they don't just encircle the whole... When the cops run in there, they just encircle them. They have been. Mm -hmm. Well, then how are they getting the fuel out? Because they're stealing the fuel. Well, didn't you say there was a bunch of fuel in a stadium? Yeah. And they went in there and, and uh, towed out all their fuel. Cops did. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we talked to Tanya last night. She's in, near Vancouver. And... Uh -huh. uh, She's going to make it down to uh, some of the, the protests. Oh, but uh, I watch uh, Quest for Truth, too. He's a pretty good reporter. He was out there over the weekend. And, uh, man, there's just thousands and thousands of people. Oh, yeah. But then you had this handful of paid Soros protesters, of course. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they were, like, laying down in the streets and not letting the cars pass and you know, trying to, trying to create havoc, and uh, these this reporter, he just walked over and removed some barricades by himself and let the cars through. <laughs> you know, but they had like a woman with uh, children in their car. They weren't going to let her pass, and of course they were terrified. But uh, really, really nasty people. Yeah. Just Antifa, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, the uh, good definitely outweighs the, the bad people up there. Yeah, the Ottawa police chief's now threatening to arrest citizens who give food and water to convoy truckers. And the police have become the terrorists. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out and who gives in first. Yeah, uh, but I just hope they don't bring the UN in. Well, Jim, you've been in a you've been an officer. How does that happen internally? How did the officers suddenly turn against their people? You know. I've never been in that kind of a situation, and if I had, I'd have taken off the badge and the gun and walked out. Um, unfortunately, I'd have probably been one of very few on my department that would have done that. Um, it's just a, it boils down to a paycheck. You know, yeah. most people, you know, it's the same reason these idiots take these jabs, because they don't want to lose their job. Um, they're, they've, they've given up their soul for a paycheck they uh, certainly have yeah for whatever reason whether it's taking the shot and most of these guys that are on the force still probably up there have taken it and uh i know you know other than ottawa it seemed like most of the other law enforcement agencies around there were on the on the side of the truckers and unfortunately you know when you get into the big city 
you know, I can see the same thing mm -hmm. if we were dealing with Washington, D.C. Um, you can bet DCPD would, you know, 99.9% .9 would go along with the government, whatever they said. Because, you know, they're you the stormtroopers. The problem, problem is, let's say you're a young guy, you get out of the academy, you get a good job, you got a future in the department, and um, you, you, you're married, you got some kids and stuff, and you've been living in a, you know, an apartment for a long time. All of a sudden, man, I can go get some loans now, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you get out and then you, you run your debt level way up. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a little book that I tell people about that they ought to read. The only place you can find it is on the American Deception website. Uh, it's a book that they kind of got rid of. And I, got, I learned about this from Charlotte Iserby. It's called Lines of Credit, Ropes of Bondage. Hmm. And what and they, they talk about how they use this to, to uh, ensnare people with the uh, credit, right? So what happens is, is everything that this person built up, uh, his boat is, uh, is financed, his car is financed, his house is financed, his TV is financed, you know, all these stuff. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, you know, you got the collection agencies coming in if they can't make the payment. Yeah. So instead of living within your means, uh, you're going into debt. And then when you do that, that's what happens. And all of a sudden, you know, the family gets broken up because they lose everything and they don't have a house and they don't have their cars and um, you know, it destroys their future. And that's what I'm seeing is, is that the people have put themselves in exactly where the bankers want them. They want them financed to death. And then you look at the welfare side where they destroy the educational system. And you got these permanent people on welfare because they get money paid to them. The whole system has been designed like that. This even when they started doing the revenue sharing with the uh, states. You remember when that kicked in? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was a pretty young fellow when that happened. I don't really remember the exact date, but the idea was is that, you know, the poorer states need to have help and we need to give them money. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and then all of a sudden, everybody's on the revenue sharing basis. Washington, D.C. is doling out money for everything. Look what they're doing to us with that process right now. They're paying hospitals to kill you. Yep. They're giving you ivermectin, they give you remdesivir and mm -hmm. they put you on uh, ventilators. And for all this stuff, they're getting paid. Yeah. I mean, you talk about an abomination of an entire system. There it is. Yeah. Minimum of 100000 from the time you come in with COVID diagnosis to the time you leave with a COVID death certificate. Right. And uh, it, in some states, like West Virginia, it's over 470000 Wow. It's Did absolutely you see amazing. that video? Who was that we were watching the other night? Somebody had sent it. I said, oh, yeah, I already watched that. Um, there were seven different bonus pay plans yeah. for hospitals and doctors. Did you see that? Yeah. The um, Oh, shoot. Who was it? Uh, uh, I think it might have been another Stu Peters video. I can't remember. But they had a lady from uh, Tennessee on who had done a bunch of research into the CARES Act and stuff. And she had it all mapped out. And uh, most of the docs, I'm, I wish they had brought that up a little more clearly uh, during the um, Senate hearings. Uh, last well whenever it was two weeks ago now i guess um with ron johnson and by the way i posted a 38 minute uh highlight clip of uh that five and a half hour long hearing on the telegram channel the other day so if anybody wants to see just the highlights uh, you can go there and find it and i also put the links to the american deception and the book download in the chat room for everybody so if you guys want to get that it's right there there's another book over there called uh about Ronald Reagan um, called Here's the Rest of Him. Ooh. And that 
book. I could find one copy of that book. I couldn't find it anywhere else. Uh, and it was for 300 bucks for a little tiny paperback uh, book. Wow. And, um, but they got it over there. American Deception is the um, is run by the son of Charlotte Iserby. Oh, okay. That explains runs, it. <laughs> yeah. And they have books over there you can't find anywhere else. Because they go through the libraries and they eliminate these books that they don't want to go after. Yeah. Uh, On my Thursday show, Mike Gaddy talks about um, uh, a guy named Sentinel, who was a anti-federalist during the uh, founding period. And um, his writings basically showed up in the newspapers of the time and then were never seen or heard from again. With the exception, there were some books that were published, uh, or actually of his writings, but... um, there's like maybe 24 of them, and you're going to pay over $300 for them on Amazon. Because yeah. if they're available, they price them so high that people won't buy them uh, one way or another. But he's actually finding these things. He's got some that they didn't even know existed that were just in one newspaper. And he goes through the National Archives and stuff and finds this stuff and then hand types them out and makes PDFs out of them. Uh, well, you know what? We, we can sc- there's scanners now where he um, can scan the actual book itself without destroying the book, and it flattens the pages. I've got oh, yeah. several scanners. Yeah, and, I'd like to find one that recognizes the old English writing where, like, the Fs and Ss are mixed up and stuff, mm-hmm. or they look the same, because that's the problem you run into with, with stuff from that era uh, when they're written by hand or uh, in a... Oh, right, right. You know, those kind of things uh, in letters and that kind of stuff uh, makes it real tough. So what he's doing is he's fine. He gets the things and he can get them like on microfish or like a digital scan or something. And then he goes and home, goes home and puts the thing on the screen and then, you know, translates it <laughs> basically from old English to current. <laughs> and uh, it's amazing. But uh, it would be nice to have the old English on, on one sound page and the translation. On it the would. Other. And I don't know if he's thinking about doing it. I'm going to have to talk to him about it. But um, it's it's amazing, the stuff that, you know, anything that shows what's really going on uh, is they do everything they can to make it disappear. And Well, just, I think the Anti-Federalist Papers probably would open a lot of people's eyes. But, you oh, know, yeah. Nobody was required to read them. Mm-hmm. And they purposely talk about the Federalists, but they don't talk about the Anti-Federalists yeah. much. And the Federalists were basically people that didn't want to break away from England. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's fascinating. And when they did, they wanted another monarchy. Right. But it's crazy. Well, but anyway. Let's, let's fast forward to today because uh, what we're finding is that the way they're constructing the financial system, mm-hmm. uh, they're just trying to create the same financial system in a digital form. Yeah. And I think it's it's kind of going to create a problem for them, too, because, you know, uh, we found out that uh, Miami has its own digital coin now. Chicago has its own digital coin now. And they're actually using that to run the city. Yeah. You can use that stuff. And um, I still like the idea of what Hyperverse is doing, because they literally created a, a system where you can join their company. Uh, as a member of their company in a membership program. And they're doing that because they want people to be able to buy the goods and services that they provide. And so the best way to do that is to create your own customer base. 
and I and and the fact that they're being very generous with their rewards program is outstanding because they don't consider any of the hyper units that that are available uh, through the rewards program. It's not money, and of course this is all done under the Federal Trade Commission, and so that's why we know it's not an investment. There's no financial management going on. But the beauty of it is, these guys are on a worldwide basis already with all of their companies, and we can convert our rewards that we get on a daily basis into whatever realm of currency we want because the, the company itself hyperverse and hypertech group has been a angel investor and sponsor of most of the popular coins out there at least 40 they they participated in developing 40 of the major coins out there and they have uh, a whole bunch of um, exchanges and interest, equity interest in a number of exchanges. <clears throat> so their coins are accepted. So once you transfer your hyper units into the company coins or even these other coins, uh, you can then convert them to USDT or any other stable coin for any other currency. And then you can acquire anything else you want to get. So it's really an exciting system seeing that regardless of all the machinations that they're pulling forth on a government-wide level to create a digital dollar, so to speak, um, you have a way of sequestering your wealth that they really can't take it from you because they can't take the, you can't take your units. It's not money. So they pass all these rules tying up your money, but you're not tied up because there's going to be some operational kind of a digital coin, which we'll always be able to convert into. I, the more I work with this hyperverse program, the more I like it, because I think it's a real answer for people. And uh, the thing is, is that the way it's constructed, if they all would simply wake up and walk away from their job, there's a good possibility that their 401k or pension programs or 403bs, tax deferred annuities and all those kind of things, government has a 457 program, those things are eligible to roll out and get that cash over. And for every uh, one uh, USDT that you get, uh, you can convert that to one hyper unit and have complete control of your funds now. And they multiply them times three, right? So you put in one. Let's say somebody says, I don't have any funds for retirement. What am I going to do? Uh, I've got this much in a 401k. Well, just multiply that times three, and that's what you actually have. And as long as you can continue to work, you have the real opportunity to let that stuff just grow and accumulate and eventually get your goods and services from the hypertech group because they've got their own mall. <laughs> Tanya says there's everything. I haven't been over there. I never converted any coins to do that because we were too busy trying to get the thing to grow the way we wanted it to. Um, but I think we've got the real answer here. Oh, and, yeah. And I think more and more people are beginning to realize they've got to do something to protect their money because it doesn't matter what they do. This is this whole debt thing that they've got everybody tied up in and all funding all this cash in these governments. You've got to give people a way to walk away from that job and be able to secure themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, they may lose their house. They may lose a bunch of things initially. But I'll tell you what, your experience proves that if, if anybody can at least do it in a couple months, you literally can, re, can reestablish uh, your situation uh, without any interference from government. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. I just love it. <laughs> and I'm telling everybody about it that will sit and listen. And I've got my business cards now that I pass out. <laughs> yeah, those are pretty good. That, that's a good idea. Yeah. And 
you know, I just, I, I, my biggest concern, I wanted to do it for the longest time. And I said, I got to make sure that they're compliant. So I just went to the website and screen, you know, captured what was there. So it just says exactly what the website does. And it's got my name and phone number and email address. And, uh, anybody can do it. Uh, you know, it takes about 10 minutes to make one up on Vistaprint. And I'll tell you what, it's worth it. You know, if you throw out hundreds of these things and you get five or 10 or 20 that, you know, actually get involved, <laughs> it can really be cool. Um, well, why don't you get, I'll tell you what, what I know the suggestion was go get these um, label makers mm -hmm. and create that same thing in a label. And you can walk around and stick them on everything. <laughs> yeah, the only problem is I wouldn't want my name and phone number on those because people would come back and get you for littering or some kind of garbage. You know, depending on where you, you want. Put that on there. Just put the QR code. Take them right to the login. Uh, but they got to have the way to get back to you to get involved. <laughs> well, that yeah, they do. They do. That's the trouble. But sign up here. Free to sign up. Free yeah, information. Make up a new, uh, make up a new website. Because right now I just have it going to the Hyperverse or Hyper, right. uh, the Hyper Community, uh, the general website. Uh, a lot of people out here are still walking around doing that. They they print all these labels off. You know, some of these are like two inch labels wide, mm -hmm. two or more. Yeah, and they can print them almost in any length you want. And um, people are just walking around slapping them up everywhere. Yeah, I have, uh, I buy, Avery makes eight and a half by 11 sheets that has two columns of two by three inch shipping labels. There's one, two, three, four, yeah, 10 on a page. Yeah. I have them for uh, my, when I get something from the IRS, I have my labels made up. It says no person, no one by that name at this location refused unopened for fraud without dishonor as we are not in the habit of opening mail addressed to someone else. This location accepts only non-domestic, non-federal zone deliveries. This location is in Ohio Republic and not a U.S. federal jurisdiction. Please stop sending federal zone mail to this location immediately. All rights reserved. UCC 1-308. <laughs> hey, that's and cool. And I just peel those and stick them on and throw it back in the mailbox. <laughs> hey, can I have a copy? Sure. Yeah, I'm getting I, mail from courts for other people. Yeah, no problem. I'll. Um, That's super. I'll have to figure out. You're kind of creative that way, you know. You yeah. you get right out there and get it done. Yeah, I had a rubber stamp made up with a basically the same thing, and then I figured, yeah, this one the rubber stamp was not quite as heavy duty. It says returned or sender refused for fraud and without dishonor. Improper mm -hmm. venue, remove this address from your mailing list immediately, UCC 1-308, all rights reserved. And I use both of those. I stamp that all over the envelope front and back, and then I put the label across the uh, window where our address would be and uh, throw it back in the mail. I've been doing that for <laughs> probably 15 years now. <laughs> and they keep sending you stuff anyway, huh? Oh, about once every six months I'll get something now. You know, used to be, I used to dutifully take those things, open them up and spend hours researching and putting together, you know, just wonderful responses. And I never heard from the same person twice. And I said, this is no fun. You know, I'm wasting all kinds of time and they got a computer that just spits these things out willy nilly all day long. Yeah. So yeah. I sent I'm a notice to the director of the IRS and said, until you come you know write to me at this address and i gave him the specific address on how to how to address the envelope and where to send it 
I said, until you do that and show me the law that makes me liable, I'm going to have to conclude that I'm not, and anything you send me is going to be refused for fraud. And sent a copy of the district director in Cincinnati and put them on notice. And ever since then, which I can't remember, it's been probably at least 10 years, probably 15, uh, I've been doing this and haven't had any problems. They don't come knocking on my door or anything. <laughs> That's good. That's yep. good. And like I said, the, the letters get fewer and fewer and fewer. So uh, now my wife just got her new job. And, of course, they sent her the paperwork for, you know, I-9 and W-4s and all that junk. So um, I filled those out the other day for her and electronically signed them. and said, here they are. And we sent them back. Yesterday, he said, I really don't want to raise any trouble with these people. I just want to get five to seven years and then retire. <laughs> I said, well, the way those things are filled out are the only legal way, the only way you could do it and sign it under penalty of perjury and not be perjuring yourself. So just wait and see what they say. You know, if they act like, you know, if they follow the law, then there won't be any problem. If they have criminals, well, then we'll know that too. <laughs> it's all an offer. Yeah. Everything is an offer and they always putting it in threatening terms. Mm -hmm. Right. Raj talks a lot about that. Yeah, but actually there's, you know, you can fill out a W-4 and an I-9 uh, properly as a uh, national. As, you know, the I-9 actually has um, non-citizen national is the second thing. The first one is, you know, U.S. citizen. The second one is non-citizen national. And I put that on there and I said in the side comments, I said, see attached affidavit. And I said, I put in a copy of the affidavit that we sent to the Secretary of State. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we'll see what happens with it. You know, you got another email today with some things just talking about, you know, her new position and, you know, pay rates and all that junk. So I don't know if they didn't look at the stuff or if they did and said, okay, but, you know, they're going forward or what. I don't know. But she starts next Monday, so we'll find out. <laughs> oh, okay. I told her if they got any questions, you just let me know and I'll be happy to come in and show them, you know, tell them what's going on. But uh, we'll see how things go. Yeah, but and then I did the uh, the state uh, withholding form. Had to modify that one slightly, but um, the last thing it has uh, exempt from withholding pursuant to a revised code number such and such, and it was some bogus thing. But I just took a uh, covered over that and put a period at the end of exempt from withholding, <laughs> so it looks like that's the way the form was originally made. And oh. put a checkbox in that block in that one, and um, sent it back to them, because you know if if you're exempt from federal withholding, you're automatically exempt from state, because these idiot states have piggybacked onto the federal system. So you know, if you're well, they added that non-citizen national of the United States. Um, that was not there a few years ago. No, and I think it's probably because of all this that uh, it's been coming up. Uh, playing around, I see on your screen there. <laughs> well, I, I haven't looked at these for a while. When I was oh, doing yeah. mortgages um, for a long time, um, because I was moving a lot of funds out of these highly appreciated real estates and moving them into life insurance contracts because mm -hmm. they don't. Uh, when, yeah. when, when, when everybody's, uh, when all of a sudden the system crashed, right? And all these banks were having all these problems and stuff like that. And even if people were going to lose their house, which I prepared them for anyway, um, they still had all the cash. Oh, it has Native American tribal document. I have one of those. You're, you have a Native American duck? Yeah, I'm, uh, I've am i been naturalized as a member of the 
little shell band. Um, but I have an ID card and everything. <laughs> it was a long time ago. But on the back it has all the, uh, the privileges and immunities of uh, Native Americans. And you're allowed to fish and hunt and all this kind of stuff. And uh, special rates on railroads. And I forget what else. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Camp anywhere. Well, I'm looking for, it says in, go to instructions. So if you uh, go to the document at the top. It says um, non-citizen national sea instructions, right? It says sea instructions. Okay. I didn't so, worry about it. I just checked non-citizen national. Because <laughs> well, that's like, basically accurate. I'd like to know the rest of what it is. Yeah. It's a completely different form than it used to be. Mm -hmm. It says documents that establish your status, but they don't say anything about a national. Not a bit. Nope. Well, that's why I attached a copy of the affidavit. Well, if you had a passport, that's all you'd need. Mm -hmm. And she's going to take her passport or passport card with her. Right. Might do the passport because on basically where it says uh, on the greetings thing where it says citizen slash national, I underline national. You know, probably not supposed to do that, but I did. <laughs> you can also actually list the code number from the UCC, mm -hmm. U.S. code. Yeah, we've actually got um, a document now that's from the Secretary of State's website that shows the coding that's supposed to be on the card or the passport that designates as a national. And um, I'm going to send a letter because I'm not seeing that on mine, and since my stuff has you know, established that I'm a national, it should be properly shown on the, on the passport and on the card and on the card. It actually, you know, it's supposed to be changed how it's printed. Mm -hmm. Um, and instead of saying USA, it's supposed to say national or something like that. But, um, I got to send them a letter and say, Hey, what gives, why don't you guys uh, do this the way your documents say it's supposed to be done <laughs> and see what they say. Yeah, but anyway, but uh, yeah, I went uh, yesterday and picked up a an iPad Pro to try it out and see. My wife needs a new laptop or a new computer of some sort, and I'm trying to decide whether she you know uh, she can't decide whether she wants a laptop, a desktop. Or I said, well, I'm going to get one of these and use it for the radio show in Hyperverse, and because uh, it's so nice, it's 12.9 inches. It has a they call it the Magic Keyboard that actually acts as a cover for it. The thing folds flatter than my laptop and all day battery life. And uh, it has, this one's got internet or cellular and Wi-Fi connection. Um, <clears throat> so built in. what's that? Well, you got an extra cell phone built in. Well, yeah, it's, it sh shouldn't be too much and hyperverse will cover it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Well, I actually did the same thing. I, I went to a Samsung tablet for the same thing to try to, to reduce having to carry the laptop around. Because mm -hmm. uh, I'd like to be able to do some things on the road because I'm out talking to people all the time anyway. Yeah. And I, I've got it set up yesterday. It was really cool. I had a laptop or an iPad mini. And when I open this thing up in order to um, uh, load it up, basically it produces a... Uh, a, a image on the screen it almost looks like a um uh it's a round 
thing that is basically it looks like a cloud that's moving like almost like a bunch of birds flying in whatever or bees or something and you you zoom on it with a camera from your other already the device you already had and it links the two together and through the wi-fi system it copies everything over so by the time i was done this new one it took about an hour total uh, it was set up just like the other one. Had my email addresses in it, and you know all the images, pictures, the whole shoot match was on the new one. Uh, really slick. Didn't have to connect it to anything but power. And wow, that's yeah, amazing. It, it, the way they do that is it's just, it connects same way an Apple Watch does. Um, you well, it puts an image the on the screen and you I, hit it with the camera, and it links the two together. Do anything. It, it's um, what that set you back. Uh, this is the top model. It's got two terabytes of memory, uh, cellular and Wi-Fi, uh, with the keyboard and everything. Um, it was about 2,800 bucks. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's paid for. <laughs> the only thing is I looked at my bank statement last night and I don't know what Apple's doing, but they're showing the whole charge for everything. And then they're also charging for all the individual things except for the tablet um so i gotta call them and figure out what's going on plus i gotta send them a tax form to get rid of there's about 200 dollars worth of sales tax that they'll refund and uh, get off of there but uh so how are you doing that uh i have a a state tax form i fax to them and they take it off okay it's just um for my ministry right and I have my tax ID number on it, and I just send it to them. And it's I've been doing that for years. They've got well, a fax the, line that you send it to. Right, because you set up the ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, in California, the uh, sales tax is an obligation of the seller. It's not an obligated payment by the buyer. Yeah, that's pretty much the same everywhere. <clears throat> they just pass yeah. it on like they do everything. <laughs> yeah, but they, they're not. it's not an obligation for us to pay it, Right. period. And so you can actually contest it for what. So when you buy large items, you know, if the sales tax is going to be up there, uh, you just go in and say, I'm not going to pay the sales tax. And you show them the rules. Look, mm-hmm. this is this is a tax you have to pay for the ability to sell to the customer. Yep. Uh, that's not my obligation. That's your obligation. I don't want to pay it. Mm-hmm. Some will do it and some won't. Yeah. I make it easy on them because with my forms, they don't have to pay it either. <laughs> yeah. So it makes it easier. But uh, you're right. You know, sales tax is an obligation of the seller, not the buyer. But uh, anyway, I've got the thing sitting here, and it's all set up, and it works really well. I'm, it, you know, it works like, you, like a, uh, a laptop. Have you participated in any of the Hyperverse offers where they're offering a Bitcoin, like they're offering a Bitcoin at twenty five thousand? You know, I have. I I haven't even looked at those things. I. Um, I've just been so busy with other stuff. I have enough time to get in and do my rebuys, and I click through them. I don't really look at them that close. Well, I haven't been doing that either, but it's starting to get really attractive. They're offering a Doge at a discount. Uh, they're offering Ethereum at a discount. Now, is it just basically a, you just use your uh, Tether to buy it, or is that it, or is there anything you got to comply with, anything special? Well, no, what they're doing is, is they're establishing the HVT token uh-huh. um, because uh, that's going to be a big part of the other thing and it's an actually a, a, a ethereum token and they've got you setting up the uh, metamask account so you can have a, a, a ethereum account that kind of account 
And based on the ratio of HVT you have, you get to buy into these discount coins. Uh, okay. And there's a certain number of those coins that are allocated for that purpose, for that offering. Right. And once they receive, if they get oversubscribed, all that's refunded back to the person. They don't keep it. Mm-hmm. But the they break it up on a ratio basis by the number of HVT you have in your account. Okay. So after all of the coins, like they had 30 coins, 30 Bitcoins at, uh, at 25000 and the and the street price was thirty eight. Now it's like forty two. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many Ethereum they've got set up like that, but they've got a lot of these different things um, because they want to give they want to promote the HVT. These guys really know what they're doing to build this stuff, you know. Yeah. And man, they make it so beneficial for us to participate. It's incredible. And the fact that they give us three times our rewards. <laughs> yeah. Um, on top of everything else, you get three times what you put in. <laughs> Yeah, back. And eventually that turns into some kind of a, a product, right? It turns into either cash uh, that you want mm-hmm. or other coins that you want. I think I think it's a doggone good way or to buy stuff Bitcoin. that you buy on their mall. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. And that's what they want. They want customers for the products and services that they build. Uh, and they've been building for the last 10 years. Yeah. And have been very successful at it. So I, I, I can't... Um, for the life of me, I can't understand why anybody doesn't want to participate in this. Now, the one thing I am finding, there's an awful lot of people out there that are these type of people, like behind MLM and others, that do everything they can to, to diminish um, these this program. and Promote their own. It, well, not well, only... they get paid, you know, clickbait. Yeah, there are companies out there that pay uh, people in those groups to recommend them. They have lists of approved, uh, or lists of ones that they don't rec- don't say anything bad about, or don't try to demean, and they are raking it in. Um, there's a um, Telegram channel out there that we just found out about that I've been in it for a while, called the HV Dream Team Training Galaxy, and by the way, they just put up all of Calpesh's uh, training videos. Kalpesh has been, you know, he was promoting uh, hyper hyperverse for a long time, mm-hmm. but he actually was doing the total presentations. But we got enough people doing presentations. Kalpesh's real strength is is as a marketer, yeah. And he's been been very successful at doing this and teaching other people to do it too. So now his videos are all up on a video channel, Vimeo channel, and I just posted the link in there. So the, a lot of people that are new to this and decide that they want to start referring other people that like it and that's what he does he coaches them on how to do that kind of thing and so um i think that the program is just getting better and better and better and no matter how much they try to demean it it just keeps growing and the reason it does is because they're performing you know they Mm -hmm. they say all these bad things and they keep performing yeah (laughs) the bad things don't show up so they're not they're not trying to buy off any of these people they're just trying to make it a a futility that shows them that the, there's just a bunch of lying going on over there. You can't believe what these people say. Yep. So we found that today. That was really interesting. And uh, a lot of these different channels, if, if other people that are involved, they need to go uh, subscribe to the Hyper Announcements, Hyper Community Announcements channel. That's a direct corporate link that announces everything. And then uh, we, of course, are going to have some pretty good videos going on today. Now, the HVT token that we were talking about, Brenda Chunga, 
is going to have a, a presentation training tonight at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, we're right. going to put that link in the channel going over the HVT program, what they're doing with it. Uh, I know a lot of I people say this, this is this is a bad thing. Why are they doing this? Um, they're doing it because it's a way for us to make more more funds. Mm -hmm. That's why they're doing it. And they want to introduce you to other ways to do things. And so far, uh, man, I was just so skeptical at the beginning. And now I'm, I'm just so pleased at what's going on that um, I don't mind talking to it about anybody anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, last night I'm on a I'm doing a 12 week uh, master class thing on blue water cruising, and I was on a Zoom call last night with about 160 people. And one of the big things you know that keeps people from doing this stuff is how am I going to keep making money? <laughs> right. And they're like, I don't know if I can do this because I don't know if I can you know whatever. And I said, this, this is what I I'm, I'm doing. I just put the link in there period see what they say say contact me with questions and we'll see if anybody bites on it well it used to be how to make money overseas how to travel and you know work do a be a personal assistant do all of this kind of stuff yeah basically when they when someone puts in a specific thing i said you know i use this program to solve that problem and uh so it's very general and uh yeah. Well, that's like, what you should do because mm -hmm. you, you let the the, the organization and the presentations exactly. sell it for you in terms of doing it, and yep. uh, they either like it or they don't. But it is the answer that mm -hmm. I see. Oh yeah, people. you know when I think about this with the international debit cards, and you know if I am on a three week passage, I pull into a thing and I need more diesel fuel. I mean, imagine the my boat's going to hold about. Uh, oh shoot about 250 gallons of diesel at between three and five bucks a gallon that's a lot of and just to be able to walk up and say here you go fill it up <laughs> not have to worry or, yeah, oh that's ripped a yeah. ripped a spinnaker on the way over here need a new one <laughs> thousands of dollars hey no problem and it just it just keeps going it's just amazing but anyway, um, well, it is the end. This is what I've been saying. This is the answer to the uh, New World Order stuff that they're imposing on you. They're, it gives you a backbone of not being having to worry about protecting yourself financially um, when you've got to face somebody that says, uh, you know, you, if you don't do this, we're going to fire you. Mm -hmm. um, Go ahead. <laughs> Better yeah. yet, I quit. <laughs> no, you got to fire me. Then you got to give me benefits. Sure. But, you know. That's the thing. Um, it's like those high school kids, man. They yeah. just walked out. Yes, I don't need you. You know, I I actually led a walkout. You know, once at a high school. My I dad was part was, of one once. My dad was sergeant at arms in the teachers union, and they were battling the county. And um, you know, they, this is when they were taking all the little school districts where the parents actually ran them, mm -hmm. and they put them all into the corporation. Uh, you know? So, the, so uh, anyway. Resistance uh, is futile. You will become yeah, off yeah, the board. You know? And uh, <laughs> so I knew what was really going on there. And I knew that we didn't have to sit there and listen to these so-called moderators that came into the classrooms. Mm -hmm. So, hell, man, I had the whole school walking out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you radical. <laughs> yeah, I was really a bad boy. Oh, I had 
had a man. good time. <laughs> well, you know, that's that's what's got to be done. More people need to be that way. That's called being American, you know? That's right. You know, that's one of the things that the guys mentioned on that video last night is one of the most stunning things was how easily and quickly Americans gave up their rights without any question whatsoever and dutifully strapped on the face diapers and hold up in their houses and all this stuff without any pushback. Well, I just told you why. Yeah. It's because they're all in debt and they're, they, mm -hmm. they don't know what to do uh, outside of that. Yeah. The, the, who are the who are the ones in the world that are the slow to, slowest to adopt hyperverse? Those that need it the most. <laughs> United States. Yeah. People in the United States. Yeah, fat, dumb, and happy. Right. Uh, around the world, we were seeing people uh, signing up, and literally, uh, Asians, um, people in all the poor communities, the mm -hmm. African nations, the island nations. And uh, those people were the most of the ones that were actually participating in making this whole project grow. And they're getting rewarded for it now. Yeah. And you know? as usual, we're not number one. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'm just amazed at dead people, really. Uh, they're so... I've seen that so much. And, you know, being in networking for so many years, this is the same kind of thing. You have somebody that comes from outside the country and, boom, they're into this stuff. The people that were born here, you can you, you can't you got you hit them with a cattle prod and they still don't get it. Uh, well, again, I, I go back to the fact that the, ever since I have been growing up, uh, there's always been a crisis. Every time you turn around, there's a crisis. Mm -hmm. I mean, Ted Danson was the epitome of that. We only got ten thousand days left to live. We're all going to be underwater. <laughs> yeah, you know? I mean, the polar bears are cold. drowning. <laughs> <laughs> ice caps are melting well oh my woe is me you know and then um that's it more just water for on. the fish I mean, yeah. <laughs> johnson with his war on poverty everything was a war everything oh, was yeah. a crisis everything was a war mm -hmm. so the americans have been hit with this over and over and over and you know what nothing happens yeah so so they get into a situation where oh yeah yeah another thing you're going to say here you know um and then it happens and then they're they're caught because they really were not discerning anything they were just saying, eh, it ain't going to happen. Yep. You know, you think about Noah in that time. He's out there telling everybody that this is coming and they got to change their ways, right? <laughs> so that's for 100 years. 100 years later, then they're all gone. Yep. You know? Um, and I, I know that I know that boat was stinking like hell, you know? I mean, it had all those animals in there, you know, and having to clean it out all the time. And But if you jumped off the ship, you drowned. Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah. like the church. Church is kind of stinky with people in it because they mess it up all the time. Uh, but if you get out of it, you know, where are you going to go? Yep. <laughs> so two choices, you know. Yep. Yep. So, by the way, we have uh, covered everything we need to cover today. Yeah, I was just uh, going to see if anybody had any questions on anything out of there. Yeah, on we the can hang around for that. Jitsi board, or if anybody has any questions, unmute and ask away. Or... Forever hold your peace. <laughs> the only question should be, how do I get involved? <laughs> yeah. but uh, well, What do we need to give you so that you, uh, you're in? You know? <laughs> yeah, what, question, what, question what question do I have to answer for you to make you a Raven 10 on a scale of 1, you just don't give a crap, uh, and 10, you really do? What's that one question you need an answer to? Yep. Yep. You know, here's the thing: people don't still don't understand this. 
what's the one asset you own or any asset you own that some government can't take from you? Exactly. This is the point. They're taking things away from people. They're taking their incomes away to threaten them. They're taking their property. They're taking their cars. They're threatening with all kinds of penalties if they don't do what everybody else is doing. And you know that shot's killing everybody. I mean, the mask is off these people now. You're seeing the evilness of the of the New World Order and the people that have been trying to destroy our country since the beginning. And we created communism. We created uh, all of these enemies that we supposedly have out there. And we funded them all to create the war that we're all supposed to be afraid of. The only one we haven't been hit with fully is the aliens thing. They haven't yeah. produced the aliens yet. Hmm. You know? Yeah. So anyway, all right, no questions today. We'll get on with our day and righty then. Thanks for having us on. Hey. Be back no next problem. week. We'll see you next uh, next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Michelle finally came on with us and yeah. in time we were talking. Michelle's just really very, very happy. She's can't believe she waited so long, just like it took me so long to get in here myself. Yeah. And then um, Tanya, oh my God, she's battling the Great White North. Really. Oh, we I can imagine. She just has, just, she's finding out what it's like to be a pioneer. <laughs> I can imagine. Just imagine what, you know, the pioneers went through too, but they had skills to survive, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, but all the things that she's putting together, they keep getting hammered down by the weather and by nature. And it's a real effort every day just to survive up there in that cold. Now, is she she's in a trailer? A, like, yeah, she's okay. got an RV. She's wow. had a flood that flooded all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. She's had a major fire. It even took out an entire little town up there. Um, oh, she just She's had the snow, which they don't have a blade to get up to where she her RV is, so she has to park way down on this road and, and hike into her house. Oh boy. She's had frozen water pipes. Uh, she's had, uh, then she left for a couple days and came back. All the food she had put up, all the canned goods and stuff that she put up all summer, mm -hmm. uh, they were busted all over the place because it got frozen. below below 27. Oh. Uh, but that was uh, on the inside. On the outside, she had a tree snap, big tree, uh, fall across her roof. Uh, but she was lucky there because it went between the flue on her fireplace and the uh, skylight. So it landed just right. You know? Oh, man. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, she's still plugging along, you know. She's learned how to rent a chainsaw and, you know, do her wood for her little wood stove and uh but through all of that she's still doing hyperverse and i'll and, tell you what uh, you know it's it's amazing because it only take what five minutes to do your revise every day and, yeah you know, i'm surprised she's got internet where she's at <laughs> yeah she must be five using a hot wireless hotspot on her phone or something send somebody some information you know so it's not time consuming at all yeah. trust me if it was we wouldn't have her with us <laughs> she yeah. is busy it's a great thing for someone who's busy you know i get in and do yeah. i get in and check it and usually and you know with all the accounts i'm dealing with i have several for other people that i 
manage. I had one guy that um, he had a three hundred dollar or three hundred HU thing he set up here, you know, a while back, and I hadn't checked it in a while, and he hadn't. I looked at it the other day, and it was like ninety seven or something. So I did uh, a rebuy for him, and then I came back a couple days later and did a second one, and he said, man, how did they get so quick? I said, because we haven't been checking them this often enough. <laughs> so anyway, but he's he's getting pretty enthused about it now. He said, man, I'm going to put some more in there. But, uh, yeah, he's one of those people just wanted to sit back, and he got burned on the Bitcoin stuff. So he's kind of going at it slow and easy. But uh, I think he's starting to see that it is performing, and uh, there's some other folks at uh, church also that are doing it now that uh, people are starting to say, hmm, this looks pretty good. <laughs> well, you know, um, a lot of people shorted Bitcoin. Did they? They're, they're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could be at this point. It, it yeah. shorted them. <laughs> Well, you know, it's uh, there's a guy I follow. His name is Benjamin Cowan, C-O-W-E-N, I think. And he, he's a real kind of a teacher-trader kind of guy. Mm -hmm. um, he does investments and stuff all the time. He's a mathematician. I understand why he's doing it. He knows the math on this is stuff. That Bitcoin ben? No, that's not Benjamin Cowan. Oh. Uh, and he, he he's able to take all of the different um, segments, the four-year segments, where the coin goes down and it goes back up after the after they do the um, what do you call it the have the having oh yeah mm -hmm. and he shows you how these things go and he compares them to NASD and he compares them to the um, previous histories and relations and he showed and he said that the these the flows are going to change but it's not unusual even in a bull market to have a fifty percent retrace and people don't seem to get it I mean. It's going to go up and it's going to go down in the process because yeah. it's a people That's just the nature it. of it. Yeah, yeah, and and as it matures and it's longer and longer, it takes longer and longer to hit the ultimate new highs because of the trading processes that go on. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are holding it right, yeah, and storing it. They're not ever going to do it. Like Michael Saylor says to buy it, hold it, never sell it, exactly. borrow against it. Yeah, and um. You know, you're seeing that happen. And that's why I think the Hyperverse is an excellent program because you can take your daily rewards, convert them to the company coin, move them into the secondary market, which is in the business. You know, it's out there in the business area. You can then buy Bitcoin with it and mm -hmm. you can borrow against the Bitcoin. Don't borrow more than 50%, though. Borrow maybe 50%. And then you can take those funds and put it actually back into the Hyperverse program, extend your rewards, and literally those to cover the loan. <laughs> exactly, pay that loan off right away, and uh, you can do that over and over again and begin accumulating Bitcoin. That's where you need to go. Mm -hmm. uh, speculation and all the hype that you hear out there and all the excitement about oh, this is super super, and these traders that make a lot of you hear about the traders that make a lot of money. You don't hear about all the losers who eat it. Right. Okay. So you get all excited about this one guy who's doing super. I'll teach you to do it. Just sign up. I'll give you all the, all the buys and sells. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, how does that work for you? It doesn't over time. It does not work over time. Buy and hold works always, especially when you have an asset that's totally limited. There's never going to be any more than 20, 21 million coins mined, and they've already lost over between four and six million coins. Mm -hmm. 
amount of Bitcoin that's out in circulation right now is the total amount that's ever going to be probably available. And most people, if you don't get on it, you're never going to be able to own more than a tenth of a Bitcoin. Yep. It'll be worth a lot, but they're not going to be able to own it. And yep. you can you can use the hyperverse to do that, to create it. Exactly. I ain't got no money. But this is the program for you. This is the start low and end up high. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, we're seeing it because we're seeing more and more people come on. They've been watching what they're doing and, and what we're doing. And, you know, we're not hyping it up. We're just telling them what's what was happening. And um, they're they're coming around. It takes time sometimes for people to do this. Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, some people never get it. They just, for some one reason or another, they just, they're not going to be here. They're the ones that when, when the, when the banks are closed, the grocery stores are empty, they're standing there. What happened? (laughs) 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 They just don't get it, you know, and they never will. You know, there is some truth to the survival of the fittest. (laughs) Yes, there is. And stupid is as stupid does. (laughs) And the people that prepare, it goes right back mm-hmm. to religion, doesn't it? Yeah. You, yeah. you have to prepare for your future. You cannot just stand around and it's going to happen. Yep. Say again? And then the meek shall inherit the earth. Because we're tired of being stepped on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one way to look at it. But, anyway, yeah, it's... we'll see you guys later. All righty. You guys have a good one. We'll catch you later. Okay. All Bye. right. You have a beautiful rest of the week you too. god bless you all and take care right back at you take care kathy and john Bye-bye. bye all righty then so hopefully you know and if anybody does think of any questions feel free to jump in anytime um hopefully i'll be able to answer probably um but let's uh let me see here i want to find do, 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 do. Hey, this is uh, this is Mark. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Well, I'm doing all right. Hey, uh, well, I got questions. You guys are out in California, right? Actually, I'm in Ohio. John's in California, and Kathy's in uh, in uh, Colorado. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, even down here in Oklahoma, you know, the the uh, grocery store shelves are maybe two thirds stock. Mm-hmm. Uh. And it, it seems like there are, you know, particularly parts, you know, for vehicles and, and uh, equipment uh, are getting really scarce as well. And I don't know whether the, uh, you know, the car lots down here are basically empty because there's no chips for the uh, the vehicles. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's been a common problem for a while. Right. But I mean, is that that? A, uh, a huge area. It's not just a regional problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's that's. I've heard that pretty much nationwide. Um, I haven't. Uh, oh, I haven't been to my dealership that I deal with right lately. But um, the last time I was there, I noticed their their stock of new cars was somewhat down, and. Um, I'm looking, if I remember right, the used car lineup was actually pretty good, which kind of surprised me. But, uh, well, I guess they've got a lot of things that nobody's buying, <laughs> maybe. But um, Well, I, I understand the price on used, used 
equipment and, and yeah. bars and everything has gone up. Oh, yeah, considerably. Yeah, when you can't find new ones because of the lack of chips, you start looking for good used stuff. I'm glad I got my truck last year when I did because, you know, I got a good deal on it and it's in great shape. I mean, it looks brand new and it runs like a champ. So yeah. I've got that thing for as long as I need it. I just wish it was a pre-19, what was it, 79 or something before all the computer crap was on it. Uh, I would love to have a, a good one that, you know, carburation no electronics because uh, there's no telling when they're going to shut things down yeah. I understand the, uh, the, the 12 valve Cummins uh, engine is is the, uh, the one to go with but they're hard to find now you know I can imagine so. yeah hard to say but it's probably going to get worse before it gets any better I know that right. Well, and I, I saw an article, I think it was on Zero Hedge yesterday, and uh, well, they were talking about a couple of, couple of different articles on there. One, one where the ATF basically has uh, somewhere close to a, Mil a billion, billion names. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Total violation good. of federal law, but they don't care. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no law there. I mean, uh, the FBI is probably... Well, it's, it's a part of it, but I tell you, I think that that government in D.C. is by far the biggest criminal operation on the planet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They they make they make La Cosa Nostra look like a school picnic, you know. Yeah. It's just well, unbelievable. Well, I mean, well and, I, and I saw a, a deal yesterday as well, maybe the day before, and it was, uh, you know, 40 people got in a fight over the last day at a, a golf <laughs> corral. Yeah. No, I saw a video of that. It's like <laughs> I, I only wanted a steak. <laughs> hey, what, what was what was the ethnicity of the uh, folks? Exactly, that's what I was looking at. You know, did you see? I mean, I didn't see the video. I saw the video, and the ethnicity was pretty much what you would expect. The same thing okay. that you see at all the smash and grabs and all the uh, riots over the summer for the most or the last two years ago. Uh, pretty much the same. You know, this is the kind of folks, you know, any excuse to, to go crazy and steal stuff or whatever, they're the same ones. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm just, you know, that's what I saw. And it's yeah. a, it's un, it's unfortunate. And it's because of the, the screwed up families that really there's no leadership in the families. And, you know, I know there's good families out there that would never be a part of anything like that. Um I'm just saying that what happened there, that's who was involved. Uh, it is what it is. <laughs> and it's it's a shame. You know, we we don't see too much of this in flyover country. No. Uh, it's usually in the blue states on the, yeah. on one of the coasts. Um, folks get along great. You know, I was, uh, Friday afternoon I'd spent at my buddy's house where we'd always get together for coffee and just, you know, solve all the problems of the world. And then afterwards uh, I drive down to a little Chinese restaurant to pick up an order for dinner. And a um, uh, young black guy's in front of me, you know, it's the, <laughs> they're doing the socialist distancing kind of thing. I finally get, I get inside the door and there's another, you know, it's an airlock kind of thing. And he and I are stuck in the, the first part. Um, and we're just, you know, chatting like, we knew each other and it turns out you know he saw my marine corps t-shirt i was wearing and he said i was i'm in the army and i'm i'm 
not thinking, I'm not liking it much right now. I really thinking about getting out of there. And I said, man, I feel for you, you know, and we had a really good talk, you know, and, uh, uh, people around, you know, in flyover country, we just, you know, we realize we're all literally it's, it's us against them idiots in DC and on the coasts. Um, but we get along fine. Generally speaking, I have, you know, we have great, you know, I've, I got a lot of good friends that are black folks and, you know, Orientals and, uh, we're all one big happy family. Uh, yeah. but you get in some places and it's just absolute nuts. You know, and I don't, it, it, who knows why, but it's a, there's a crazy mindset in certain parts of the country. And, uh, you know, you know we, I don't know that, uh, yeah, I wear a mask every once in a while, typically when I'm unloading grain. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because you don't want to be inhaling all that dust. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, I, I don't, you know, uh, there was a few crazies or whatever that were trying that crap, and the businesses were for a little bit. And uh, but that pretty much just got shut down by people giving them the finger, you know. Yeah, you know it's it's funny. Um, last week I went to uh, a local Apple store because I wanted to check out this iPad. And they wouldn't let me in because I wouldn't wear a face diaper. So a couple days later, I went to the local Best Buy and looked at it there with no problem. You know, all the staff were wearing face diapers, but only half the people in the store had them on. And nobody gave me any grief, so I got a chance to check it out there. And then um, when I ordered it, I ordered it from Apple, but I decided to do, you know, they, originally the thing was saying they, it would be delivered by Tuesday. And then when I actually placed the order, it said three to five days. And I said, eh. Then I said, well, let's, I can do an in-store in pickup. I ordered it Saturday night, and it was ready for me Sunday. So I, or, and the curb. So I drive over there to the store yesterday, and there's two curbside pickup parking places, and they're both filled. And I drove around the block three or four times, and those vehicles never moved. So I, you know, find myself a parking place a quarter mile away <laughs> in the mall, and yeah. walk over there, and by the time I get there, now both parking places are open. <laughs> but, you know, I said, okay, I'm here on my phone, and they said, help us identify you. I'm the guy standing out front, <laughs> tan pants and a gray sweater. And uh, they come out and bring the thing out to me and uh, ask them a couple questions. They had to go back in and ask them, and I says, you know, it would really be nice if uh, these idiots would get their heads out of their backsides and realize what a scam this is. You know, most stores in this mall, you can go in without any problem, but you guys are flat out Nazis. And I went home and I called Apple support and talked to a lady there and we had a nice chat and, uh, she was not, she was out, you know, she's one of those people who does tech support working from home kind of thing. And uh, I brought it up and says, yeah, I know I had the same problem. I went to the Apple store the other day to do something. They wouldn't let me in unless I put one on <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she ended up, you know, because Tim Cook, the idiot running Apple, is requiring all Apple employees to be vaccinated. She got the yeah. shot and got sick right afterwards and was having all kinds of issues. And I saw I gave her my website and I said, check it out. I said, there's nutritional stuff in there that I think will help you clear some of this stuff up. And I said, but don't take another one. I said, those things are lethal. They're designed to kill people. And wow. yeah. she said, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> You know, I, I look at it like, because uh, we all know who owns the pharmaceutical companies, right? Say that again? I said we all know who owns the uh, pharmaceutical companies. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the, the Jews are holocausting us Gentiles, the damn vaccine crap. Yeah, and they're also holocausting their own people. <laughs> I mean, look at Israel, man. Yeah, well, they they've always been willing to kill a few Jews if they need to, for whatever they're you know the Zionists anyway, for whatever their goal is. Yeah. Know? Sympathy thing, you know. Yep, yeah. it's crazy, but you know, hopefully people are starting to look through it and or see through it now, and they're seeing more and more of their friends and family who took these jabs that are not doing well because of it. And, you know, it's yeah. just a matter of time before we hit critical mass and people start saying not no, but heck no. And, you know, yeah. hopefully it'll be soon. But what, are you still like in the Marine Reserve? Or? No, I um, I got out. Uh, I got out of the Corps in 78 and um, I was on the uh, I had a three year inactive reserve. They could activate because I was an OCS, and if anything happened severe, they could activate us at any time without warning uh, if they needed uh, platoon leaders and stuff like that. But nothing came up, and after that, basically, right. yeah, it was over. But uh, that was probably my one great double sword, double edged sword regret in life, I guess you could say. You know, I really wish I had. You know, stayed in and made a career out of it. But had I done so, I'd have been getting out just about the oh early part of the Clinton administration. <laughs> I don't know if I could have handled all that being in there with Carter and all the rest too. But uh, well, no, I wouldn't have been for Carter. I was in after him. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was you know one of those things where would have been cool, but you know, God had other plans. I guess is the best way to put it. And, uh, you know, things worked out yeah. a lot better, I think. Well, you know, I, I jumped, uh, jumped ship on uh, the Marine Corps in 11 years. I think it was, uh, well, it was right after we came home from Desert Storm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was uh, at that time flying for the, uh, the Navy, you know, dual, dual Marine Navy squadron. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we started with all the total, what do they call it, total quality leadership. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we uh, were having to push people through the system that really didn't need to be flying. Right. And, and particularly what really pissed me off was and, uh, that... <clears throat> They, they pushed a lot of these people into the transports, okay? The, mm-hmm. the CH-46s and right. all that kind of stuff. And I thought, you know, they're killing... Because you can, you can kill a lot of Marines with a helicopter if you don't know what the hell you're doing. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that was going on uh, as well. And, and, you know, they were just bringing other, other folks in and and, uh, like, okay, I'm out of this. So, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's with the, with the idiots running things now, you know, <laughs> that's the, how it used to be the good, the big joke, you know, what's the difference between the Boy Scouts and the Marine Corps? You know, the Boy Scouts have adult leadership, <laughs> you know, and that's, yeah. I, you know, well, the, the way it no, is I now, the, it's probably I think even worse. The Marines can be homos now, right? With the new, uh, <laughs> say that again? No, I, 
think the Marines are qualified to be homos again now that uh, they got that new Secretary of Defense, right? Probably. Flying the, the gay pride flag all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean, you know, the... The morons that are running things now, there is no way that I would consider military. You know, I've one of a son of a couple of our really good church members uh, just enlisted in the Coast Guard. He just finished training and he just embarked on his uh, second sea duty for six to eight weeks here about two weeks ago. And, you know, I, you know, they went down to visit him. He was in Virginia. And uh, when they got back, I was asking his dad, I says, uh, did he take the shot? Yeah, he took it. So I don't know. They don't think they're going to have to do the boosters. I said, oh, good grief. You know, that's the thing. For someone who just enlisted, went through training, and then they roll that out, I'd say, discharge me. You know, I didn't have that much invested in it. I would be gone in a heartbeat before I'd let them stick a needle in me. And, you know, the... The stuff well, that military is getting a lot of these weird things, you know, you just never know. I still can't get my shot records uh, from when I was in back in the 70s. I have no idea what they blew into me with those guns. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you walk down through and you get a shot in both arms. Oh, yeah. Five yeah, times yeah. in one day. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, good grief. Oh. It was crazy. But, uh, you know. Who knows? <laughs> it might be a lot of what I have to deal with today. It might be who I am or why I am. <laughs> but anyway. Well, you know, I, I tell, you know, I, I, one of my deals is I'm always passing out Smedley Butler's Wars of the Racket thing. Yeah. And yep. then uh, the, uh, the other part of that is, you know, some kids saying, well, I want to serve my country, and I tell them, Join the damn Coast Guard. Yeah. Otherwise, you're you're fighting Jew wars, you know. Exactly. You know, even though if the trouble is now, join the Coast Guard, you're still getting stabbed with all this stuff. I guess so. Um, you know, the thing is, I would love to see if they could still get away with it. You know, I heard years ago the best thing to do was when you're doing your enlistment contract, you make sure that you strike you know, put in there absolutely no vaccinations. If you do it in the contract, they've got to honor it. Uh, but if you don't, you're, you're pretty much their guinea pig. And yeah. well, that's probably not advertised very well. either. Oh yeah. And the thing is, is, you know, they get them when they're young and stupid. You get yeah. these kids that are, you know, 17, 18 years old and they don't know any better. Their parents don't know any better. And before they know it, they're part of the big lab rat community and in green. And, uh, that's the problem. You know, the whole, if it was, if it wasn't for the fact, you know, if we had a law that says you couldn't, you know, take anybody uh, under 35 years of age, you know, we wouldn't have any wars because people, most of them would have enough sense to know better. <laughs> but the yeah. young kids, you know, especially if you, you do a false flag like 9-11, every, oh yeah, boy, that'll increase enlistment, enlistment. And sure enough, I saw that and I went right down and signed up. Perfect idea. And, you know, and then we have, what, 20 years in Afghanistan and, you know, all the time we spent in Iraq and everything else, just insanity. Yeah. But, you know, it's a shame, but uh, when you got got morons running the government, you got morons at the top of the, you know, they force all the good officers out of the military and keep all the morons and good grief. What are you going to get? Yeah. 
We know uh, this last Thanksgiving, or maybe it was Christmas. Mm-hmm. I think we did the Christmas deal, but uh, multi-family thing, and uh, there were, I don't know, two or three of them that have joined the Marine Corps, and they've been in the Marine Reserve and everything, and uh, they're, they're supposed to be packing up their stuff and going to Japan and and then going out on you know, down into the South China Sea to shoot missiles at uh, Chinese ships, and I'm like, you guys are freaking crazy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I tell them, well, maybe if you don't shoot the Chinese, they won't kick your ass, you know? <laughs> That's the thing. You know, the the level of preparedness now has got to be some of the lowest, you know, that we've had in years. And it's not getting any better with these bozos pushing all their, you know, our people, you know, are learning how to properly lace their, you know, what do you call those things? Not not combat boots, but high heels. <laughs> you know, and, you know, the guys over in Russia are learning how to throw their e-tools and stick them in your forehead. <laughs> you know, yeah. got the Spetsnaz over there, and I would not, you know, I would not want to go up against the Russians or the Chinese in this day and age. Um it would not be pretty, you know, especially when you got leadership that don't know what they're doing. Uh, well, I agree, or maybe they do know what they're doing. I, well, I don't know yeah, that's the thing. Either. Their plan's coming together, and the question is, when do the people of this country rise up and say, nope, time out, we're taking these idiots out because we're not going to let them engage us in a war with, you know, like I said in uh, Red Dawn, sooner or later, two biggest kids on the block are going to fight, you know? Yeah. But. You know, not, Scott, not a... uh, I think it's Scott Ritter. He, he was a former Marine officer over in uh, Desert Storm and then uh, stayed on, you know, searching for the uh, non-existent uh, weapons of mass destruction, <laughs> right? Right. And yeah, I spent a little time looking for that crap myself. It didn't exist. But there was a whole lot of French-made missiles and shit laying around. Yeah, and and stuff with American markings. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, huge, huge amounts of that. And uh, but he wrote an article, and it's on the Hunt's Review, and he was talking about his his uh, ideas of what would happen if uh, we were uh, misfortunate enough to go up against the Russians and. Basically, it, it uh, would not be good because we haven't fought a real no. war in a hell of a long time. We've been shooting uh, poorly armed Arabs. Yeah, there is a big difference. <laughs> you get yeah. a hardened group like, you know, what, what the Rus- I have the greatest respect for the Russians. Um, they know what they're doing. Their fighting force is just that. It's a fighting force. And its goal is one goal, to win. <laughs> You know, True. ours and is, oh, we have to be nice and make sure everybody's feelings aren't hurt. <laughs> yeah. well, well, and I would tell you this, though. I think one of the things that's hard the Russians, you know, they, they pretty much got their ass kicked by the Czech, the Chechnyans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and they did something about that. Ch- changed their equipment, changed their uh, training, mm-hmm. you know, changed, changed who they were putting in there. And, uh, I mean, I... It, it, it's kind of like uh, if we fight them, it's, it's uh, I don't know. Yeah. Girl Scout troop uh, fighting uh, the NFL or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about right. 
Oh my goodness. Unless it's people like Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. <laughs> Might have a chance, <laughs> but their mm -hmm. NFL don't have that. They yeah, got guys that'll stomp your butt. Class, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it wouldn't be pretty, and that's the thing. You know, I'm I'm hoping that cooler heads will prevail somewhere because this is uh, this kind of saber rattling is just pure stupid, and I'm I'm hoping that Putin is you know has enough sense to know what we've got we're stuck with over here. And he'll have some restraint, but you know you can only you know, only poke the bear so much, you know. And I wouldn't blame him at that point. But well, you know, I he, agree. And, I mean, the Khazars that are in the State Department and everything else are are, are doing it. They're just poking them, poking them, poking them. Yeah. So who knows? We'll have to wait and see what happens. But you know, there were a lot of people out there for years have been saying by. Between now and 2025, we could be in war with Russia. And, you know, this was 10, 12 years ago that they were saying it. And they were looking at things. I said, boy, I'll tell you what. They read the tea leaves pretty accurately. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah man, I'll tell you what. Not. Hey, do, you, uh, do you eat beef? Do I eat beef? Yep. Yeah. If I can get well, good beef. <laughs> yeah, well, I know that's, that's an issue, but... Uh... I, I and, and I, I'm not, I'm not trying to sell anything here, but I, I do a kind of a small beef business. Oh, cool! And, Grass fed uh, and all but, that good stuff. No hormones and. Yeah, well, they they get screen fed mm. to them, you know, typically to finish them out and all that kind of stuff. But uh, my point was, I, I've heard that the. Beef prices have just gone astronomical. Oh yeah, yeah. Out in the out in the different uh, different places, you know. I saw somebody posted a picture of a uh, ribeye steak in a in a grocery store, and it was like sixty two dollars. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> so I could I could go to Ruth's Chris and buy and you know get one cooked <laughs> to order for less than that. <laughs> Why do you even get a girlfriend while you're there? I mean, no kidding. <laughs> it's like good grief. Oh. But yeah, wow. I've I've noticed here lo lately, uh, even in the central Ohio area, uh, I can go into the local grocery store and beef prices are they're not as bad as they are some places, but they are going up. And uh, I was looking—I can't remember what I was looking at yesterday. I was amazed at how expensive it was, and it was something pretty odd. That, you know, I can't even remember what it was now. It just struck me as like, man, I can't believe how expensive that is. But uh, yeah, yeah, everything's going up. Well, I, no, I, uh, my my price point on there that I saw was somebody wanted uh, twenty two dollars for a uh, New York strip, right? I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I got one. I got one cooked at a local restaurant here for less than that about two weeks ago, and yeah. it was good. It was really good. It's my new favorite. <laughs> Yeah. So. Well, I don't. Uh, I don't want to hog up if uh, anybody else is wanting on. So. Now, if anybody else has anything, chime in. Otherwise, I'm gonna play a, a little clip from uh, part of this terrain audio that I captured last night. Um, if I remember right, this is Thomas Cohen and Sally Fallon. Uh, I can't remember exactly what they were talking about, but it's. Uh, I remember at the time it was all good. 
So I'm going to go ahead and play a little of this, and then uh, we'll stop it and see if anybody wants to comment on it. Here we go. We're under a spell. The spell is materialism. That's the science that we're told is real. When we're so fixated on the germ theory, we stop looking at other causes, and we never really find a solution. I think we should try to see the reality for what it is, and then act with courage and intelligence. I'm not let down by the politicians, the big corporations. I didn't trust them to begin with. What I am disappointed by are the Americans who are giving into this Faustian bargain without putting up a fight, without standing up, without, without pushing back against the lies. That actually surprises me. I did not expect so many Americans to be so compliant with the bargain. With children, it's just absolutely criminal what we're doing to them because they, more than anybody, are in a very formative stage where they need that face-to-face -face contact. They need to be able to read the expressions on our face and not feel that there is something wrong with them, flawed in their biology. This is all about fear. And if people were not afraid, you would see this disappear literally overnight. There is no existence of a virus and unfortunately you need a child to be able to point to the emperor and say he's got no clothes on. Once we can understand that it's a model that is bankrupt, that's built on fraud and misinterpretation, then we can liberate ourselves from it and move towards something much more truthful. a good stopping point uh, but the whole video is like that it's just loaded and i encourage people to check it out again it's on the telegram channel and let me see if i can put a link in the chat room for that i don't know if it uh do 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 do, do. where is it um yeah should be able to yeah let me close this and there we go. Now, like I said, you have to fast forward unless you want to watch the whole four hours of everything. There's some interesting uh, little music groups and stuff that are doing, you know, songs that they've changed the words about, you know, to make it go around the COVID stuff and things. But um, if you want to get right to the video, just fast forward through it until you see David Ike, and you can either listen to his introduction or scroll through that, and it'll get right to the video. But it is loaded with really good information. And again, the, uh, the link to download the Contagion Myth is the last entry on my uh, Telegram channel. So you can, I can't put a, a link for that uh, in here, unfortunately. Uh, well, wait a minute, maybe I can. Uh, no, that doesn't work. Because <laughs> um, I can't remember where I actually got the thing. But the, the PDF file is there for download, and it is well worth uh, reading. So... Um, People are welcome to grab those, and uh, I'm going to look at some of the stuff in the news, unless somebody has anything in particular they want to go over. You know, just some of the headlines. Like I said, the Ottawa police chief is going to arrest citizens who give food and water to the trucker people. 
Global food prices climbed to record to record highs thanks to fallout from energy prices amid skyrocketing oil. Imagine that. Idaho pathologist says data shows that cancers are taking off like wildfire thanks to COVID injections. And uh, let me guess here. Idaho-based pathologist with decades of experience is warning that he has found a link between increased cancer cases and COVID-19 injections. Yep, I thought so. In a recent interview with New American journalist Veronica Kyrilenko, uh, Dr. Ryan Cole has a big pathology lab out there in Idaho. Uh, talked of a pattern uh, he's seen in recent months where vaccines or injections are dramatically increased cases of cancer and attempting to sound the alarm. And here's a, oh, a five-minute video. Let's go ahead and play that if I can get it to play here. Um, get to turn the sound up. Most disturbing things that you said about the COVID vaccines was that uh, they were associated with the uptick of the cancers that you've seen in your vaccinated patients what's going on with that well it all started out with seeing a common little viral caused skin lesion and all of a sudden after the vaccines rolled out i started seeing this virus that causes this little bump usually in kids started starting to appear in adults and i thought what would cause that mechanism and then as more biopsies started coming in i started seeing an uptick and women's uh, cancers of the endometrium of the cervix in older ages that I normally don't see at rates I normally don't see. So, you know, I see about 40,000 biopsies a year. That's a lot for a doctor, but we'll need about a million and a bunch of labs to get together. You know, so everybody says, well, that's only an anecdote. You know, that's not data, you know, it's not a study. I'm like, but it's a pattern. And how do we do science? You observe, and then you put a, a, an experiment together and then you, you know, write the paper. Unfortunately, these are humans. We don't have time to be writing the paper. If I'm seeing something and my colleagues are seeing something, we need people to know, look, there are risks involved. You know, the, the benefit has to be higher than the risk. We know these shots aren't working. I mean, they're failed now. Now that Omicron's here, the shots are completely failed. The shot they still are telling people to get a booster is a spike protein that's toxic to the human body that causes the same disease as the virus and is predisposing people to autoimmune attacks and potentially short-term cancer risks. I have tons of oncologists after I reported those coming forward and saying, yeah, I'm seeing the weirdest cancers and cancers that we've been able to keep in check and treat taking off like wildfires, going stage two, stage three, stage four, like that. And that's because of the immune dysregulation that these shots cause. Um, what's the mechanism of the shots um, triggering that? Uh, yes, yeah. immune that that. How do they suppress immunity? Uh, so, am I understanding the shots suppress immunity, and the immunity cannot suppress cancers and uh, all the other bacteria and viruses that are always present in human body? So, how does this mechanism works? Uh, work precisely. Okay, yeah, that's a great question. So we have pattern receptors on our cells called toll-like receptors, like a toll road. And when these shots go in the body, they turn some of these off. And when those are off, normally they have to be on. They're all little puzzle pieces. Your body all day long is saying friend, foe, normal, not normal. So if it's friend, then it doesn't do anything. If it's foe, it upregulates and starts to fight. Well, when these receptors get knocked out after the shot, 
there's toll receptor seven and eight. Those keep viruses in check. There's a great study out of the Netherlands, Dr. Fossa and his colleagues, and he showed that those were decreased. Now, number three and four toll receptors, they keep cancer in check. So, you know, we have little cancer cells in our body and, and mutations all day long. So our immune system goes along, knocks on the door and says, hey, you don't look right, and blows that cell up. But if you put those cells to sleep by turning their cell signal mechanisms off, now that cancer cell says, hey, nobody's knocking on my door, nobody's killing me. And now that cancer says, hey, let's grow, let's double, let's triple, quadruple, etc." And so that's the problem. Now, we don't know how long the immune system is suppressed after the shots and how long these receptors are shut off because those studies aren't done. And so we're doing something randomly to billions of people in humanity as an experiment. These shots in the U.S., there is not one approved shot present and available in the United States. Everybody that's getting a shot is still in a giant scientific experiment. And we vowed never to do this again to humanity in 1947 at the Nuremberg trials. We would never experiment on humanity without informed consent again. We are seeing these mechanisms. I hope I'm wrong. I hope the immune system, you know, revs right back up and everybody's going to be fine. That's my, in my heart, my hope. But as a scientist, I can't deny what I'm seeing. And we know that, I mean, there's a lot deeper mechanisms. We know the spike protein binds to one of our tumor suppressor genes called P53. That's the guardian of the genome. The S1 subunit of the spike, or S2 binds to that. And then the BRCA gene, the breast cancer gene, the spike binds to that. So we're giving a shot that makes a spike that's a toxin that binds to cancer genes in bad ways and turns off other pattern receptors. It's insanity that we're trudging forward when we know the vaccines are leaky. They don't stop transmission. They don't stop disease. People that are getting the shots are literally dying from all causes at higher rates than that don't get it. The all-cause mortality we know is now higher in the vaccinated group than the unvaccinated group. We are, we have lost our collective medical minds for money. <laughs> The last sentence was the killer. <laughs> We've lost our collective medical minds for money. Boy, he nailed it right there. Money and power. And to uh, just sucker the American people. And the thing is, people are starting to wake up, and those who do may survive. Those who don't keep taking these jabs after four of them, at the very, if you survive in your immune system's pretty much history, so, yeah, cancer's like crazy because this stuff is knocking out the immune system. Once that happens, the cells can't stay healthy, and who knows what's going to happen. We're just, you know, like I said, we're witnessing the tip of the iceberg. And uh, Mark in uh, Oklahoma, sorry about that. I had to uh, mute you because of the uh, there's some background noise. But if you have anything else to say, by all means, unmute and come back in. Um FDA used critically flawed risk-benefit analysis to approve COVID injections for children. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not one, something like this. Biden, hey, you guys over there in the FDA, uh, what's that stand for? Oh, uh, never mind. Uh, can you make it so the kids that get these things too? We need to kill more people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, that's probably how the phone conversation went. It's like, give me a break. And they're supposed to be the guardians uh, protecting the american people right you believe that uh, you probably took the jabs too 
the five most toxic vaccines ever invented and how they maim and kill humans. <laughs> now, the most was this one, but the uh, smallpox injection was probably a biggie, too. Killed a lot of people. Got the book on that. Loudoun County Elementary School principal threatens to arrest children who don't wear face diapers, subject them to prosecution with up to one year in jail. You know, I get a kick out of this. They, on the one hand, they say you got to wear face diapers, and if you're not wearing one, we'll kick you out. But if you're not here, we'll charge you with truancy. So, hmm. You know, what they need to do is just uh, unregister and say we're going to take care of our kids' education ourselves. It's our responsibility, and screw you people. Get your kids out of public school. Fully injected individuals make up a majority of COVID cases and hospitalizations in New South Wales and pretty much everywhere else. Marine life is thriving on the Antarctic seafloor, even after being trapped under ice for 50 years. <laughs> oh, good grief. Autonomous vehicles to stop, roll down windows, and unlock doors for law enforcement. <laughs> yeah, that's the beauty of these new cars. They can be programmed to do just about anything you don't want them to do. Uh, not just humans. Scientists say 5G radiation is killing animals and wildlife. Oh yeah, look at all the birds and insects and stuff that pile up at the base of these uh, 5G towers. You know, and out in California, they were disguising some of them to look like pine trees and stuff, and birds were nesting in them. And, you know, next thing you know, you've got a whole pile of sparrows and blackbirds and whatnot dead at the bottom of the thing. You think maybe these things are killing people, you know, critters? Big time. They're more susceptible than we are, I think. It's insane what's going on. And uh, both... Um, the COVID myth, or the, uh, excuse me, the uh, contagion myth and uh, terrain theory or terrain movie deal with 5G, if I remember right, and none of it's good. Um, the, the book actually goes into some rather interesting stuff, talks about Wuhan being the biggest or the first uh, city in the world that had over 10,000 uh, base stations or, you know, antennas set up. Uh, total coverage of the whole city, and also that there is a company in uh, in Washington State that um, is working because of the nature of the 5G uh, waves, they don't penetrate buildings real well. So there's this company in Washington State that's working on a system that would basically, kind of like a passive repeater kind of thing, that would pick up the signal on the outside of a building and bring it into the inside so you could use your 5G phones inside and then obviously route the signals back out again. And it, lo and behold, the uh, nursing home where the first cases of uh, uh, COVID in the U.S. were located is right down the street or next door to the company that's making these things for 5G. And there was some conjecture as to maybe whether they were using that nursing home facility as a uh, test case and maybe had some of those you know, devices set up in there and were radiating all those people and causing them to be sick you know and they cover the same thing about the military ships the cruise ships that had all the outbreaks um, and just the coincidence of 5g technology being rolled out in all of those things at the same time that we started seeing all these people showing up sick 
So, you know, it's just, uh, they did a real good job of, of tracking things down and at the same time dispelling the alleged germ theory uh, put forth by Pasteur way back when and proved that uh, everything that he did was fraudulent. He actually admitted it on his deathbed. Um, his uh, All of his notebooks were supposed to be held by the family in perpetuity and never published. But at one point in the late 18 or early 1900s, he had a grandson or something, or a great-grandson that didn't care much for um, uh, Pasture and basically released it to the French government, and they published it, <laughs> and it showed what a fraud he was, uh, that none of the stuff that he was proposing was, was right, was accurate. There's no link between viruses and bacteria and illness. It's basically like, you know, you have, um, if you have a septic system, you want bacteria in your septic tank. It, it basically eats up and processes all the, the poop and the bad stuff and makes it neutral. Same thing with your gut. you got good bacteria, bad bacteria, and you want the good stuff in there to do its job and clean things up. And that's basically what's going on. Our bodies are filled with bacteria, which are cleaning up the viruses, which are nothing more than dead bacteria parts, and they're just cleanup crews. And I, you know, trying to equate bacteria to illness is like equating firemen to fires. You know, there are those out there who realize if they look at the issue that when a fire happens, then the firemen show up to put it out. But if you just showed up on the scene constantly after everything was going, you'd say those firemen must be putting those fires or starting those fires because they're always there. Is that that genome theory? that uh, viruses are just dead cells and they are just need to be swept out yeah basically it's a, you know not necessarily genome theory but, but it's the it's the uh, it's accurate it's the it's the terrain theory that basically you know the bacteria are there to clean up things and to you know that's why we have so many of them um, they're just there doing their job cleaning up the mess and, of course, they, you know, the, the pastures of the world or the people who stand to make a boatload of money by scaring people with bacteria, is, they're the ones that say, you know, now here's the thing, the bacteria are there because they're causing the problem. You know, the trouble is, is they don't take, you know, they look at somebody who's sick and they see all the bacteria, but they look at someone who's well, they have the same bacteria, but just not as much because they don't need that many. They're not reproducing because there's no no necessity for it because they don't have a mess to clean up, but they're still there. You know, <laughs> that's the whole thing. You know, the the idea that these things cause the illness again has never been proven. They have tried and tried and tried, and they go into the World Health Organization or the uh, U.S. Health Department's uh, attempts back during the 1918 Spanish flu. Um, and they talk about how they tried to uh, get sick people to breathe on healthy people and the healthy people never got sick and so on and so forth. But it's just uh, the whole thing has we've been fed a line of goods because between the germ theory and the terrain theory, you have to ask yourself, as always, follow the money. Which one can the big pharma use? in order to make a lot of money off the, the sheeple. And without any question, it's the germ theory. If they can scare you to death about germs, then they can say, well, you need these, these bacterial uh, fighting um, 
uh, antibiotics and you need these drugs and you need our hand sanitizer and you need to wear a face mask and, and Tyvek bunny suits and all these other things that would be totally unnecessary in a situation where people realize that the bacteria are there for the good, not the bad. And Boy, is it working. I'll tell you what. That's exactly what's going on, and we bought it hook, line, and sinker, myself included, for the longest time. And uh, hopefully people will start to wake up. But uh, we'll have to save that for another day because we are out of time again. (laughs) So as Robert likes to say, take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. And uh, we will be back tomorrow, and uh, we'll see what happens then. But until then, you know, take care of your bodies, but also stock up. Get all your goodies and be ready because no telling what's going on. So we will see you all tomorrow. Take care and God bless.